Hi, everyone. This is another edition of the Grapevine Podcast. And Iraj, our beloved Iraj, sadly can't join us today. So you'll be entertained by Double L, Lila and Liz. Hi, I'm Lila. And I'm Liz. Today, we're, our topic is about self-love, self-respect, and self-care. So to start out, what is it? We sound like a kindergarten class right now. But <laughs> anyways, self-care is any activity that uh, you deliberately do in order to take care of your own mental, emotional, and physical health. And one of the things that I've noticed about, particularly in terms of this whole self-love idea, is like people love themselves generally, but they don't really engage in activities that show it. Because I'm sure that a lot of people don't necessarily actively engage in destructive behaviors, but indirectly they do things that may harm them and they need to actively try to take better care of themselves. Yeah, especially right now, since everyone's quarantined at home, people are ignoring the basic human basic necessities. They're just like on their computer screen all the time. Their sleeping schedules are all messed up. So yeah, we're reminding you guys to remember to care for yourself basically with this podcast. So first of all, what isn't self-care? We want to make it pretty clear very early on in the podcast that self-care is not a selfish act. I remember a story from my last school in advisory class. We were talking about self-love and one of the guys in my class actually said, isn't that just narcissism? Which we want to be very clear that there is a difference between self-care or self-love and being narcissistic. You're caring about yourself and putting yourself first isn't necessarily narcissistic. Yeah, with self-care, it's more of paying attention to yourself and solely on yourself, while narcissism and selfishness is paying attention only to yourself when you're around many others. So like with narcissism and selfishness, it's usually in a group of people. And with self-care, it's something you do on your own and individually just to help your individual self, just to note that. And usually when it goes into selfishness and narcissism, the actions that you're doing are at the expense of others. So if you say you need time off, and so you decline someone's invitation to do something that matters to them, that isn't necessarily you being narcissistic if you genuinely do not have, you know, maybe the emotional capacity to do that. However, if you just sort of, if you know that something means a lot to someone and you just decline it for seemingly no reason, that is slightly bordering more into the narcissism category. It's all about weighing up people's needs and your responsibility for how other people feel. Yeah, with self-respect and self-love, it's treating yourself as a human and fulfilling your daily human needs, especially if you're super busy. You like uh, you overlook like these human needs, like you overlook sleep, like, like okay, let's sleep three hours and you're going to BS it with some caffeine and coffee jumpstart in the morning. But it's like, and you overeat, like you overlook your like meals and how important they are to you. So with self care and self respect, it's treating yourself as a human and learning how to, yeah, love yourself basically. And it's definitely very important because one of the reasons that people might not engage much in self care is because they don't actually see the point. They are very focused on other people's sort of problems and a lot of people want to help others but they they're not ready to help themselves because they don't see it as big of a problem however there are some important like some very serious effects that not caring about yourself can have like on your mental health 
because you can get very burnt out by spending all your energy and not taking time to recharge. And particularly, uh, something that I know about is physical effects. I get a lot of muscle tension, migraines, and fatigue. And these all, they might seem like they can't be caused by stuff like stress and whatnot, but it very much can. Stress is very much a physical thing as much as a mental thing. Yeah, going back to the idea of mental health, especially if you have like a lot of work uh, at hand, it's important to just go back, take a step back and realize you're doing or else you'll get emotionally and mentally burnt out. And that in the long term, even if you're doing work while you're on a burnout, the quality of work that comes out of a burnt, like a burnt out person of someone like dying of all the stress is less than like the quality, like it's ultimately about quality and quantity. Like I had a moment in time because as an IB student, there's a lot of workload, but there was a moment in time when I thought it was a great idea to sacrifice some of my sleep to study for a bio test instead. But I was realizing after that test, I realized that while I was studying, I was more into the quantity and what I was like, what yields, like how much notes I produce and like what rather than the quality and fully understanding the concept. So with like self-care, you should focus more on your sleep because you have to realize how important these basic needs are to us like a human. So more uh, stuff about the importance of self-love and self-care would be uh, sort of connected to mental health is about more controlling your emotions. And this is sort of connected to creating a more positive atmosphere because being around someone who is very stressed or who isn't taking that much care about themselves mentally, it's very, they can be very wound up. They can be very hard to keep a positive atmosphere and it's not to say that you, if you're feeling stressed, you're not, you shouldn't feel bad because you're stressed because you're bringing people down or whatnot. However, it could be easily controlled by taking better care of yourself and avoiding the situation entirely. Yep, that's true. Like, if you practice self-care, you're less likely to lash out your emotion, like lash out to other people and control your emotions. So self-care in the long term also affects the relationship around you. You'll, you'll be able to have better social relationships with others and like realize you like bond more, I guess, since your, your decision-making skills and your social skills aren't hindered from lack of sleep or starvation or like, yeah, or emotional burnouts. So some of the best times to make sure you're paying attention to your mental health or yourself, making sure you're partaking in self-love and self-care is at times of high stress. Like as we've talked about before with the tests, tests are a very important time because a lot of people, as you said, they focus on the studying, but they don't understand that like if they forego things like sleep and eating, they're not, that is also something that will make them not have as good of a score or just in generally they'll be less healthy. Also uh, note that self-care is extremely important, especially after a breakup, especially if the person broke up with you rather than you initiated a breakup, even if you initiated the breakup. Like, so you breakups are hard, so self-care at a time like that, rather than crying alone in your room, you should, like, I don't know, help treat yourself somehow, you know? Yeah. So now that we've talked about how important self-care can be, there are a couple of ways that you can make sure that you're doing it. Because sometimes people talk about, oh, I should care about myself more, but they don't really 
dress like how you can do that so the general thing about putting yourself first is like don't risk your own comfort and happiness for others all the time like for an example of this would be like with scheduling commitments sometimes you can make tons of plans because maybe people ask you to do things and you don't understand that you need some time for yourself or you need to make sure that you're not going from one thing to another and you need have time to recharge an example I have in terms of like scheduling commitments and stuff is at my last school I made the mistake of partaking both in sports and in the play at the time and it worked out in the end but it did cause me to like choose one or the other at times and that was very emotionally uh, or mentally taking for me because I felt like I was having to like this leads on to the next point it's okay to say no to others I felt bad for having to say oh I can't do this because I have another commitment that I had and so if you do have a scheduling clash you have to know that you you have to say no to something you can't stretch yourself that much. You have to be able to say, I cannot do this and be okay with that. Self-care is also loving yourself completely, like complimenting yourself and realizing your capabilities rather than your flaws. Yeah, give yourself some slack. Like just, if you're not 100% all of the time, that's fine. That's completely realistic to not be at your 100%. And even if you make mistakes, like if you are getting bad grades or if you lose your temper, it doesn't exactly excuse your behavior or like you shouldn't aim for that, but don't beat yourself up about something. You should understand that you are, self-care generally is just realizing that you are just another person and you shouldn't, you shouldn't make excuses for yourself, but you should also not set yourself such high heights. Yeah. An important thing to consider is self-care is also not overindulging in unhealthy foods and like sneaking in snacks from your no-no list because you quote-unquote deserve it because a lot of the times this leads to binging because when you're under stressful times where self-care is most important, it's like a cycle kind of. Once you start like eating, you're like, okay, I already broke my uh, diet or I already ate junk food once so I can just continue this and then tomorrow I'll just do the refresh, you know, another day. So self-care isn't overindulging in unhealthy food. Because really, you can get like kind of addicted to it because the way that sort of binge eating works is that it releases things like endorphins in you. And so that makes you feel better and it alleviates the stress. But also all this eating of unhealthy foods to make you feel better can make you physically unhealthy. And so another great way to release endorphins is in fact exercising. And not many people can do this all the time, which is understandable, but just things like doing some jumping jacks or doing any kind of physical activity, it's good for stress relief and it's very good for your body as well. Yes, like sometimes when I like have a presentation before a presentation or before important test, you know, like your heartbeat is pumping a lot. I, I've done this a couple of times, just randomly do jumping jacks or if you just randomly sprint or like do push-ups so your heartbeat doesn't feel like it's going to pop out of your chest. It, yeah, it truly helps. On In terms of exercise, I, we stated this before, sleep is also important as well as drinking lots of water because water, you know, humans need water. It's the fuel for the body. So just remember to drink enough water, exercise and sleep, basic human necessities. 
And another thing we were talking about before, don't look at all the bad things about yourself. Also look at the good things, which means celebrating all your wins, no matter how small. If you're really backed up with work and you only manage to get one thing completely done, so what? You got it done. You got something done and that's worth celebrating. And it's not, you're not, it's not healthy to focus on all the things that you didn't do because A, it's in the past. You can't do more now. And B, don't, you got something done. You shouldn't act like something is less than it is just because you could have done more. Yeah, don't be consumed in this workaholic culture because in the end, it won't benefit you. Especially in this like workaholic culture. And at the end of the day, you'll, you have to ask yourself, why am I being such a workaholic if it's not bringing happiness to me? We have a life ahead of us and we're limited to only like, I don't know, I think I'm going to die young, so 60 years. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like... We have a limited time lapse, time span, right? <laughs> we have a limited time span, and you have to realize that in that limited time span, you're supposed to doing thing, be doing things that make you happy instead of doing things that make you sad. Yeah, like at this point in time, yeah, doing some more studying might help you pass IB, like in a minuscule amount. But also, I don't know. I kind of like watching TV. That's gonna make <laughs> me happy at this point in time. And I think you shouldn't, like, ignore the idea that if you're not working 100% of the time, that you're wasting time. Yeah, because at the end, you're living for yourself. You're not living for anyone. You're living for yourself. In the end, the purpose of life is to get enough money to sustain yourself and live for yourself. And, like, you don't have to be a workaholic to get enough money, you know? Like, it's like your happiness isn't determined by the amount you work. This is determined about how you perceive what is happiness. So just an important thing to note. Also, I want to add, it might be taboo, but self-care, like, I would say that self-indulgence and exploration, exploring yourself is a form of self-care. You don't want to make this addiction. Like, you don't want to do it every day. But once in a while, like, even though it's taboo, like, you kind of want to break the constrictions of, what a woman is like not allowed to do or not so yeah i think it's a form of self-care and it definitely has like psychological it literally has like psychological things it's like a good stress relief it's it's like part of the reason why we have it yeah so one of the last things to tie it all off is the difference between proactive and reactive self-care now we're not going to go too into detail but in general proactive self-care is actively doing something and setting aside time in order to, you know, regain your energy and stuff like that versus reactive self-care, which is literally you have burnt out and you physically cannot do anything. And so therefore you're taking time to yourself. That is not exactly healthy because you've waited until the last minute when you physically can't do anything else. You've already been exhausted and you've it's too late to call it self-care because it's a physical barrier. It's not caring. It's just you physically can't do anything else. Yeah, it's not self-care. It's self-need. Yeah. <laughs> At that point. Uh, yeah, before we f- conclude this podcast, we just I just want to note that self-care, like what self-care is not, self-care is not retail therapy and bin shopping. It's not supposed to, self-care is not supposed to be expensive. It should be time for yourself and time to like consider yourself yeah 
And it's it's like different for everyone. Something that works as self-care for one person might not work for others. It's literally, it's called self-care for a reason. It's for yourself. I think that's it for uh, this Group Find podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode on self-care. Uh, disclaimer, this is filmed at 9 o'clock, so we might be overly hyper. <laughs> but stay tuned for our next Grapevine podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you.